Well, hello, brothers and sisters. Welcome to Twisted Perspective's new series called Divine Secrets, where we will be taking a journey that will lead us through the Book of Esther, where we will learn of a spiritual roadmap that very well may become a path that leads us directly to the heart of God. I'm your host from Blood of the Lamb Ministries, Jody Coward. Well, good day to you, brothers and sisters. Good day to you. Hey, thank you, and may God bless you richly for taking your time to t- listen to our podcast today. And as always, I want to start with our praise reports. First, it concerns a member of our own prayer team, the Scrambled Dozen. Her husband, Carl, had a doctor's appointment. And at this appointment, the doctor asked Carl how he had been feeling. Carl mentioned that his back had been hurting a little bit, and the doctor asked him how he was feeling right then, and Carl said, well, it's hurting a little bit. Then the doctor pops off and told Carl that his kidneys were probably failing. Carl's wife, Melody, our prayer team member, immediately said that this was a lie from the devil. (laughs) Yeah, now you know why Melody's on our prayer team. Carl had several tests done and reviewed by a different doctor. All the results showed that Carl's lungs, his prostate, and his kidneys looked very good. Hallelujah. In fact, other than his cholesterol being high, he's in good health. Now next, I want to give a shout out to our new followers in Mongolia and also in the great states of Iowa and California. Thank you guys for joining us and giving us some downloads. We hope that Twisted Perspectives is a tremendous blessing to you. May God bless y'all. Now, before we get started on today's episode, I want to give a quick recap of what we've discovered on our journey through the Book of Esther. First, we've learned the importance of making preparations. Second, we've learned the importance of worshiping our way into the presence of God versus just giving God our list of needs. Thirdly, the importance of learning and applying the protocol of how to approach a king. Fourthly, we learn that it just might be possible to give God a sleepless night. Now, in today's episode, we will be coming to the conclusion of our search, our search for divine secrets and our journey through the book of Esther. Before we go any further, I would like to clarify something as to why I led you on this search and also the reason why I would like to encourage you to search out the deep things of God. Revelation 5.10 tells us that Jesus has made us kings and priests unto God. You, my friend, are a king and a priest, and according to Proverbs, it is the glory of God to conceal a matter, but it is the glory of a king to search out a matter. This is why I wanted to take you on the search for some divine secrets, because it is the glory of a king to search out a matter. You, my friend, are a king, and hopefully I've been able to both help you and to encourage you not only to seek God's help for your provision and answers to your prayers, but to seek God himself. So what do you say? Are you ready now to continue our search as a king? Are you ready to get twisted up today? <laughs> Okay, in Esther chapter 7, it starts with Esther's second banquet for her king and her enemy Haman. But first, let's look at Esther, how Esther has gone through this process of asking her king for what she was really after. First, 
She goes into the king's throne room uninvited, risking her life, all just to ask the king to a banquet that she's prepared for him and Haman. Secondly, she has this first banquet just to ask her king to a second banquet. It is at this second banquet that Xerxes asks Queen Esther for the third time, What is your request? Esther, I will give you whatever you desire, even half of my kingdom. Wow, half of his kingdom? In order for us to understand what Xerxes was really offering Esther, we need to find out just how big the Persian Empire was. Well, it was over 2 million square miles. The modern-day countries that make, made up Persia are Iran, Egypt, Turkey, and parts of Afghanistan and Pakistan. The empire at the time held nearly half the world's population. All of this, half of it, was offered to Esther. Esther's answer to the first two times that the king asked her what she wanted was, Honey, I just want to invite you to a fancy dinner. The third time that he asked Esther what she wanted is when she finally tells the king about the plot to annihilate the Jewish people. She also tells the king that it is Haman, his second-in-command, that has planned this evil plot. Now, stop right there for a minute. Esther had two previous chances to tell the king about Haman's plan, but she didn't tell him. You have to ask why. Why did she wait until the third time? Now, also think about these three things. Esther had no idea what the king's response would be when she burst into his throne room. Secondly, she had no idea what his response to her banquet invitation would be. Thirdly, she had no idea of how he would react when she told him about the enemy's evil plot. You have to remember that Haman was the king's second-in-command, which means he had a lot of trust in Haman. But could there possibly be a secret hidden in how and why? Esther simply asked her husband, her king to a banquet. You know what? I'm so glad you asked. Let's go look. But first allow me to make this point about a king's word. If the king said it, if he promised it, then he is legally bound by his own word and his own law to make good on it and to keep his promise. Okay, now let's go look. In Luke chapter 12, as well as Matthew chapter 6, Jesus tells us himself what we are not to look for, but he also tells us what we should be seeking or looking for. In Luke 12, 31, as well as Matthew 6, 33, Jesus tells us that our top priority, our number one goal, the number one thing that we should be seeking or looking for is the kingdom of God. And since you can't separate a kingdom from a king, well, we are to be seeking God and how he operates in the right way he does things within his kingdom. But here's a little bonus for you, okay? Esther was offered half of the king's kingdom. So let's just look at what Jesus said in Luke chapter 12, verse 32. He said, Do not fear, little flock, for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom, not half a kingdom, but give you the kingdom. Esther was only offered half of Xerxes' kingdom. 
Now over in Romans chapter 8, verse 32, Paul declares these words. He's speaking of God when he says, He who did not spare his own son, speaking of Jesus, but delivered him up for you, how shall he not with Jesus graciously and freely give you all the things that pertain to your life? Now we're going to take all that, brothers and sisters, and we're going to put it on the back burner and we're going to let it simmer a while. But you have to remember here, Esther was offered half of the kingdom. Jesus offers you all of his kingdom. Now back to the book of Esther. At the second banquet is when Esther reveals the evil plan to destroy her people and destroy her. And she even rats out her enemy, Haman. Remember, she had no idea how the king was going to react. Xerxes got so mad that he got up and went for a walk in his royal garden. And meanwhile, Haman realizes that his cushy little position with the king is probably pretty much over with. Xerxes returns only to find his second-in-command laying on the couch next to his queen. This even further enrages Xerxes. He says, really? Not only are you planning to destroy my queen's people, but now you're going to insult my wife, even when I'm in the house? As the king is speaking these words, his guards lay hold of Haman, and they put a hangman's hood over his head. One of the guards points out to the king that Haman built some gallows to hang Mordecai on him, and the king responds by saying, hang Haman on it. Xerxes then grants Esther's plea and withdraws the decree to annihilate the Jewish people. Now check out what happens next. The king issues a new decree, and it says, If anyone ever tries to harm the Jews, then the Jewish people have the legal right to kill them. And then, on top of that, he gives Esther and Mordecai all the things that Haman was over. Mordecai became his second-in-command. Mordecai took Haman's place. Now I'd say that Esther was given way more than half of Xerxes' kingdom. So you're probably wondering, Jody, 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 where can you possibly find a secret in all of that? Well, you know that part that we put on the simmer, on the back burner? Well, let's get it back on the main burner. Jesus said it was his Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. The Apostle Paul said God had already given us his Son, so what else will he give to you? Here's the secret. But before I tell you what it is, you have to promise not to tell anybody because it's a secret. Are you ready? We're going to pull all of this together. Jesus told the Samaritan woman at the well that God was looking for truth and spirit worshipers. God told Jeremiah that if we searched for God with our whole heart, we would find him. Notice that none of those said that God would be found by anyone who's searching for their next blessing. Uh-huh. I believe that Esther captured her king's husband's heart when she went uninvited, risking her life into the king's throne room, all to ask him to come to a banquet. 
Jesus has paid the price for us to have the legal right to approach God and for us to have the honor of worshiping God. We already have God's promise that if we seek him in spirit and truth, he will look for us. We have God's promise that if we seek him with our whole heart, we will find him. It's your Father's desire. It's your God's desire. It's for you, his child, to seek after him. It is your Father's desire, your God's desire, is for you to, as his child, to seek after him and his heart. His desire is for us to simply want him, not what he can do for us. I believe in doing this, we become capable of capturing God's heart, because that is his desire. So will you be bold enough? Will you be strong enough? Will you be courageous enough to become an Esther and go before God, not because you need him to do something for you? Would you be bold enough just to simply ask him to come to a banquet of praise, a banquet of worship that you have prepared for him? Just like Esther, she didn't know and had no idea what her king husband would say. And just like that, you have no idea what God may say or do. So how is that relevant and how is that a secret? I wonder what it would do to God's heart if, let's say, for the next six weeks, you just went before God and said, I just want to invite you to a banquet of my praise. I just want to invite you to a dinner where I offer you my most heartfelt worship of who you are. I wonder how it would affect God's heart if, say, for the next six weeks, you really didn't ask him for anything. You just went before him to tell him how great he is and how wonderful he is and how awesome he's already been to you. Now, as I've been saying throughout all of the series and episodes of Divine Secrets, these secrets are not for the lazy. These secrets are not for those that just want God to answer their needs and their prayers when he's already promised that he'll do that. These secrets are for those of us that choose on purpose to chase after God himself. These secrets are for those who want to try to capture God's heart. These secrets are a roadmap for you, leading directly to the heart of Almighty God. These secrets are for those that are not just happy with a few words of knowledge, a few words of wisdom, some messages spoken in tongues and interpreted. It is not for those that are happy with just a few miracles here and there and just a few goosebumps on Sunday morning. These secrets are those whose deepest hunger and desire is saying, I just want more of you, Jesus. Something I can't do it
concludes our journey of divine secrets and here's my prayer for you today 
Father, I lift everybody up in the sound of my voice. I anoint them in the blood of Jesus. I declare great walls of fire and glory all about them. I thank you, Father, that you have implanted into them because you created them. But deep down in them, Father, there is a desire to chase after you. And I ask you, Father, to bring it forth. Jesus said if we hungered and thirst, our thirst would be quenched and our hunger would be satisfied. So, Father, I thank you. I give you praise. I give you glory for illuminating their minds and enlightening the eyes of their understanding. I thank you, Father, for setting upon them a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Jesus and of who they are in Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, Father, I give you praise and glory for it. Amen. If you believe that, say amen with me. Now, real quickly, I want to give thanks to Aaron Michaels for allowing us to use their music throughout this entire series. Aaron, your music is such a blessing to thousands of people, and I declare that it is going to be a blessing to millions of people. In Jesus' name. And also, I want to say thanks to Ted Ackerman, my friend. Ted, thank you, sir, for all your help in making this ministry into a reality for being so patient with me, for being such a blessing to me. May God bless you both. May God bless both of your families for being so involved and in sowing into this ministry. I also want to say thank you to our listeners for tuning in with us today. Because without you guys, without all of you, Ted and Aaron both, without all of you, there is no Twisted Perspectives podcast. So guys, stay tuned for our next series. Hey, we love you dearly. Until next time. Before we go, I'd like to remind you, we sure do welcome your prayer requests, your comments, and even your concerns. You can contact me and my team at jodycoward59 at gmail.com. That's J-O-D-Y-C-O-W-A-R-D-5-9 at gmail.com. And hey, one more thing. Be sure you give us a download on our episodes, click our like button, and share our podcast with your friends and family. And I'd like to thank you, brothers and sisters, for your faithful support of our podcast and of our ministry. And until next time, remember, Revelation 12:11 says, We overcome him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony. Amen, hallelujah, and praise be to Jesus.